What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, Airbuds. This is a special announcement before we begin from myself and Mel Johnson over here. Airbuds Holiday Party, Club TG, Wednesday, 6 to 9 p.m. at Water Village. Two days from today, even. We are going to be giving away stuff. We're going to be playing music. We're going to be getting you drunk for a very cheap cost. Yeah, $5 everything's well, well, well drinks. Come on. Yeah. Act normal. Relax. Be calm. Be cool. And then turn it the fuck up at this party. Please do. I'm playing big, um, big Michael McDonald, Christopher Cross, Yangers, Andrew Yangers. We'll see you there. Checking the microphones now. Check. Check. This is the Airbus podcast. Check. Are your headphones in correctly? I like that. It was like, hello. Is it me you're looking for on this podcast? Exactly, dude. Everything I do is Lionel Richie. Happy basketball, you butters. I'm getting beat up by my kids. <laughs> He's Jamel. <laughs> I'm Peter. We are we are Mikeless. Daddy's out. The boys are uh, yeah, yeah. built a fort. And, I'm uh, I'm your new Mike. That's right. We've got a uh, guest slash. You're not my dad. You're not my dad, but you are our guest. Our guest uh-huh. and, and not nice. Jamel's dad. Welcome to the podcast from the big dog Laker Pod, Alex Hanna. It's nice to be here. Love it. Love the city of Glendale, the Jewel City, as they call it yes. in LA. It really is. We uh, thank you for coming out to our undisclosed Glendale location. Oh, did I dox you right now? I'm no. so sorry. No, no, no. If We've... the listeners don't know that this is in Glendale, it's oh, sunny no. as hell right now. Uh, it's a great it's, location. It's really, it's not, it's just... We talk up Glendale plenty for sure. on the pod. We just like to keep yeah. w- our whereabouts in Glendale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've got some beef with some Armenian banquet halls. <laughs> and, you know, we just don't want everybody to know where we're getting our smoothies at. Yeah. Some of the time. Are you talking about that one that's on like off-brand... Um, uh, more towards like South Jackson Street. I mean, that one I have problems with too. Oh, should you got beef over there? I got beef over there. You're gonna have to be more specific. Oh, God, I feel like even to that to get into which Armenian banquet hall you're speaking of. Yeah, on brand, uh, there's got to be five guys. Before we get into this, a little business to take care of at Airbuds Pod for all of your Instagramming and Twittering needs. Patreon.com/slash Airbuds Pod. Patreon is popping off. Thank you to our new people who we will shout out at the end of the month. The slack is wild. Um, the, the t-shirts. Slack like, the slack is like uplifting now. It's the, gone through so many different phases. Yeah, we got someone like graduating with like an art history and a business degree. Hell yeah, man! So our slack is fucking popping the fuck off. We're teaching motherfuckers how to do Italian jobs. <laughs> Airbuds <laughs> fantasy is looking good. There's some updates in there. Jamel is still yet to win a game in the group. I'm not. I'm just not going to. I won in three other leagues this week. That's great, man. We're all really proud of you. You're in three other fantasy basketball leagues? I'm in four leagues. There are seven Ooh. leagues between the two of us. Oof. I'm in four leagues, and they're all for money. Yeah, I, I'm in two leagues for money, but, I mean, four leagues is too much. That's too much brain power to put towards fantasy. Yeah, the Airbuds League is suffering. It, 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 well, you think it's – I mean, it's a 14-team league Look, with guys, an injured reserve spot. It's I, it's aggressive. It's like a deep – there's really not too many players available at all. Yeah, how many te- how many players per team? Are we talking like 10? <sighs> I think, yeah. That's too damn many. It's, That's it's too a lot. Many. I added the injured reserve spot because too many people were, were getting too – like yeah, it's just Kyrie something had to be out. done. Yeah. Let me just go public here. Uh, and not Rob Palenka this or whatever. Um, Don't speak ill of Rob Palenka. I mean, he's a Russian asset, but let's not talk about that either. 
AD is available for anybody in the. Whoa! Uh, AD is available. Cannot the- believe you didn't tell oh, me wow. that before we got on the mic. That is. I'm gonna need three top twenties. <laughs> I'm gonna need three top twenties. If you have that, talk. To- we can talk. Oh man! Um, all right, guys. You came through very hard. We had several five star reviews, several five just general starrings in general, and we've got. Listen, Mike Benner, our father, agreed that we would read all of them, and we have a fuck ton to get through, but we're just going to po- power through them. And nobody sent, like, only like a couple people sent pictures. Yeah, we did not get a lot of pictures. So if you are one of the people who five-starred us and left us a review and you take a picture of you doing it, like, and also with your social security number, yeah, we will send you a free t-shirt. And if you didn't, you're a, a big dumb idiot. Yeah. I, don't, I think the promotion's officially off. It's oh, shut sure. off. No, it's over. New new and better promotions to come. All right. I'm going to get through these guys. Get ready. They're going to be fucking intense. This pod, five stars by uh, Dylan Dewitt, is Brad Miller cornrows tight. Thank you very much, uh, Dylan. That is very nice, I think. And this, that's not. I don't know. I'm having second thoughts now. Jamel? Yeah, based on my face, I got to say not tight. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm going to say not tight. Cool. Cool. I, I agree. Uh, A picture of you. A picture on a T-shirt of him with the cornrows on your T-shirt, as you don't have cornrows when you wear the shirt. That's tight. Okay. Uh huh. Jeremy Lin's braids tight. Brad Miller's cornrows not tight. Okay. And that is the final word on that. Get ready for it to get weird, guys. Daddy Freeman says, "Love the show." Five stars, and the title is "Bill Simmons should ask Malcolm Gladwell about Jeffrey Epstein." Okay. Come there on. we go. He's Come all on. over the flight logs, though. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about this. Gladwell, he's all over the flight logs. I saw him do a talk in uh, Studio City, maybe Culver City. Alexander, I'm uh, glad we have you on for this. this oh, is, uh... I'm here for it. <laughs> I've been all over Malcolm Gladwell. 10,000 hours? Bullshit. Every bad comedian uh, cites that as a way to say that they're going to make it in comedy. And I say, hey, screw off, Malcolm, for even giving them that idea. Uh, shove off. I used to say um, you need 10,000 hours of doing cocaine. Oh, that's true. That's true. I think you need 10,000 hours of cocaine to get addicted to cocaine. You really got to – you got to try. It takes a little bit of time. Yeah. It's yeah. As, I feel like it's as hard – if you are – I think eight hours. Eight hours? Eight hours of doing cocaine, you're addicted. Straight? Eight straight hours? No, just cu- cumulative. I feel like it's got to be higher. It's got to be a little bit more. I feel like it's at least 1,000 You can hours. snap off a bender that's eight hours. Yeah. And still be like a human being, at, you know, a day or two later. But. Yeah. Uh, if you're in Vegas, does that count or does that accumulate time? Uh, anyway. Well, yeah. I was I was uh, I was listening to Malcolm Gladwell do this talk, and he was uh, he was pro uh, Catholic Church pedophilia in the talk. He like goes on this rampage for like fifteen minutes of how like the Catholic Church is actually good for um, uh, being so open about it. And I was like, "What the hell are you even talking about, Gladwell? This is the hottest take I've ever heard." Daddy Friedman, you just got exactly what you wanted. Thank you for the review. Cheaper donuts. Uh, hashtag Grammy for James. Bring G- uh, JR back so we can hit threes and dance at half court for the culture. Also, shout out to the Dark Web Pod. I heard they put Jamel onto Slam Dunk, so now I got to watch it. Hashtag Beal Hachimura 2020. Hashtag Kindness for KCP. A lot of stuff going on in that review. That was that, that really that, that touched it all. All right, another one. Warning. Not a podcast about AirPods by Adam Torrey. Thank you very much, but my wife has been calling uh, AirPods, AirBuds now consistently. We are synonymous. We are coming out with our own. Originally came here thinking this was a review for Apple AirPods. It's not. Strong basketball content, though. Keep it up, guys. Maybe work in your opinion about AirPods at some point, though. I mean, I think we've talked about AirPods a little bit, but we could talk about them more. We could rate teams on a scale of AirPods. Sure. Like, Just yeah, original second generation or AirPods Pro? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what is like the Knicks? They're just like the string earbuds. Oh yeah. Oh no, the the Knicks are the fucking skull candy joints. <laughs> <laughs> the Knicks are the joints. Are like the nineteen dollars skull candies at Seven Eleven? Yeah, the five uh-huh. and below dogs. Oh the, man, the years. Oh yeah, like you go to Marshalls and you look in yeah. the electronic section and they got like skull candy headphones there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I it's like, why? Why do? 
why do are these shaped like anal beads? <laughs> why do you want me to put anal beads in my ears? All right, next one. This is only the only basketball podcast I listen to. Five stars by Steve Brand Stutter. Hey boys, I love your podcast. Jamel is the man. You should be on every episode of AFE. I got back into basketball because of you guys. Blue Chips is the greatest basketball movie of all time. Wrong. Okay. Thank What's you. What's the best Steven? basketball movie of all time? Um. <laughs> Full court miracle. There it is. There it is. A little Patreon preview right there, maybe. No, all it's right. Not, it's not full court miracle. The best basketball movie of all time is Jesus Shuttlesworth. Yeah, white man can't jump. It might be he got game. Oh, no. that's it. Yeah, wrong. Above the rim. Above the rim. There it Above is. The I've never seen answer. that. It's not the the, the <laughs> eponymous Air Bud. No, Airbud Air is great. We Air we up there. listen. Top five. We we've hit it on the Patreon. It's a fantastic. It's a fantastic watch. Holds up way better than you would think. All right, mm-hmm. guys. Next review. This is one near and dear to all of our hearts, especially if you're in the Slack. Five stars from. Just want to watch my videos. Let LeBron kiss Giannis. Love the boys. Love the pod. Pat Bev is my dad. Didn't LeBron kiss Shaq? What? I hope so. When? Or Dwight kiss Shaq? Probably I Dwight. That was Aaron Carter. <laughs> oh, that was Aaron Carter. You're right. I get Dwight and LeBron confused with Aaron Carter all and the time. And that's how I kiss Shaq. <laughs> all right, next one by Placid Hemlock Jr., second time, long time. Good takes. The buds are welcome Our welcome reprieve from the hordes of analytic nerds that oversaturate sport podcasts. Thank you for calling out the insufferable snitch, Chris Paul. Shout out to Michael F. Custance, R.I.P. P.S. This is the second five-star review I've written because I was too dumb to take a picture of the first. Thankfully, my girlfriend let me use her account. Best review ever. Hey. Yo, Placid Hemlock, you guys still send that screen share. DM us. We're available. <laughs> that screen share. Yeah. Send us your screen shares on uh, my stuff. <laughs> uh, all right. Last one from uh, infamous Slackster Jazz Hater. The Jazz are cops. Confirmed in the Slack, but I need to hear you all describe some disdain for the jazz out loud, please. We can lead off with this. Jazz or cops? Uh, Mike Conley is Ethan Hawke in Training Day, and the rest of them are just straight up dirty policemen. Ethan, but Ethan Hawke in Training Day, I make feels like that they're going to come through, uh-huh. and I don't feel like the Jazz are going to come through no, to the other side. Of Mike this. Conley is dead. I yeah, think. he's he's dead. <laughs> Mike Conley has lost a leg. He's uh, he's. What's that movie? Uh, it's like uh, – ah, oh, never mind. What's, uh, what's that movie? It's in L.A. It's like the two cops, and they try to raid this uh, this apartment complex and then just get murked, and then they end up dying. Speed? No. Uh, uh, triple Frontiers? No. I'll look it up. Den of Thieves. It might you be Den, Den of Thieves. Thieves. Listen, Den of Thieves, guys. Den of Thieves is where it's at. No, Mike Conley's washed. He's been washed for like – he had a nice little reprieve last year, but Memphis uh, got rid of him and got some some pieces, and Utah's a, a goddamn mess. It's a disaster. Yeah, who would have thought losing fucking um, Crowder? Crowder hurt. Crowder was just the toughness that they don't have on like the wing. You know, Crowder's not going to actually stop anyone, but he's like the best thing you got. You need to disband Utah's state. <laughs> that's that's, that's I think, probably true. We should just, like, let them, like, make it all Nevada. Uh-huh. Or Colorado. Off, yeah, off the board, man. Divide it up. That's a great idea. Destroy one state and make D.C. an actual state? Or we, like, like, turn the Dakotas into one, divvy up Utah, and then add Puerto Rico and D.C., and you can still have your 50-nifty song? I think that's pretty solid. Does D.C. still have a place in Virginia, or are we just sending it to Utah? No, I think it's... Full statehood for DC. Oh, I gotcha. Like, right? Don't you guys want that, Jamel? I guess. I don't give a fucking oh, shit. You are not the representative. <laughs> not the representative to be talking about. So, guys, um, another team that we would like to talk about. Oh, first and foremost, send out some prayer hands to the commissioner, David Stern. Brain surgery, still recovering, yet to hear. Hopefully, only good things. Um, Is so. David Stern a cop? Oh yeah. I mean, look, but David Stern is is is, is like the, the only cool needed. cop. Yeah, we just you know, twenty year. How many, How long was he in charge? Thirty. Thirty. 30 David yeah. Stern was the cop who was like the last cop who walked the beat with like the stick, like with the baton. Uh huh. But like talked to the kids, yeah. carried you know carried the the groceries to the store. Tom Selleck in Blue Blood. There we go. 
He is. He was he the is. Tom Selleck. Yeah. He's Tom Selleck in Blue Bloods, man. And it was, you know, he made some decisions that people didn't like a lot. And uh huh. Uniform choices. Yeah. Uh, committing Allen Iverson to a mental institution. I don't know if that was just a fan fan fantasy of mine, but uh, <laughs> Dave, he he certainly uh, he certainly was uh, up in Allen Iverson's business. I didn't appreciate that. No, listen, he was. But he's the reason why we're here for real. Yeah, he made the figured. game global. Yeah, definitely, definitely not as bad as like the three strikes rule. You know, that's you know could have been worse. Could have been worse. Told people to pull up their pants, and it all kind of worked out. And now everybody's got pulled up pants. Yeah, anyway. and now everyone just like walks the runway. So and, you know what he he uh, he got everyone paid. He got everyone he paid. Also did get everyone paid. Wait, did did David Stern introduce Ru- uh, Russell Westbrook to fashion? Because if that's the case, he's out in, in my all time commissioners list. I mean, I don't. I feel like Russ was Russ was going to do what Russ was going to do. It's kind of like the way that there was like five billionaires. Like you know, all, all the billionaires are like born around like the same five years. Like it's as of whatever to do with like you know the oil industry or technology booming. Like Russ was just going to be. Oh, it was Russ, James Harden, and they were yeah. all born in this Paris Fashion Week boom. Yeah, and the Paris Fashion Week boom. That's what it is. Um, all right, guys. In other news, the Knicks still the hottest of the trash. And someone on the internets believe that they have found a James Dolan burner account. Now, this is a little undisputed, but it goes by Jonathan Daly, at Daily Jonathan, and seems to be very pro James Dolan at times <laughs> like for example like when he says uh um you know James Dolan does know what he's doing he is not the problem and someone replies are you James Dolan no but i would be pretty darn lucky if i was stop responding to me damn i'd be Sad. lucky if James, I was Dolan James Dolan wanted to bring Melo back GM's Mills thought otherwise shows who's really the problem in New York Guys, is this a is this a James Dolan burner account, or is this just a fan going next level shit and trying to create fake Joel, James Dolan burner accounts that are so bad that they look like it in hopes of him trying to sell the team? Yes, this is a, this is the Jesse Smollett. <laughs> this is that someone's Jesse Smolletting to be James Dolan. To be James Dolan. Who is James Dolan in the Jesse Smollett analogy? Um. I guess one of his friends. Race? Racism? Yeah. <laughs> Is he the concept of racism in he this analogy? Be. Yeah. I, no, he's Taraji P. Henson. <laughs> uh, nowhere to be found. <laughs> to me, I think it's a, it's a burner account of that woman who's in James Dolan's band, who wants the band to stick together and just wants James Dolan to be happy. It's her burner. I stand by the fact that if you really care about the Knicks – you should be liking and subscribing to every single thing about James Dolan's band. We've talked about this last week too, but like Pick a song from his album, put, put something up. Hold up, let me get this. You, Keep you talking. Pull a song up from his album, but if you every week we're playing fifteen seconds. Of James <laughs> Dolan. Track. This That's man loves jazz, yeah, and loves having a ton of money. Mm-hmm. He and loves a fiddle. He he loves more it. than anybody in modern times for sure. At least anyone like in New York. Oh yeah. You gotta, you gotta go all out. You gotta go all out. Whether it's his burner, I don't think it's his burner account because it just doesn't like. Like he's got, he loves jazz too much, man. Like it's not, it's it's maybe somebody adjacent to him, but I think it's definitely somebody adjacent to him because I don't think James Dolan has a burner account. He just lets it fly in the media. Like when he went after Bill Simmons at one time and was like, "Bill Simmons doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about." And it's like you've been running a trash organization for twenty five years, going on thirty years. There's there's no reason you should be uh, uh, invested in anything that's uh, basketball related. Anyway, Jim Dolan sucks. He does. It's a disaster. Are you? Dead Man Tell No Tales by JD and the Straight Shot. That song, it so clearly sounds like everyone else is really good at singing music except the guy who gets mixed up the loudest. I'm tired of white people wanting it to be the past. 
<laughs> That's my problem. I mean, with you. This. I want James Dolan to succeed, but y'all need to get over it. Quit making music that sound like you're using a fucking washboard, man. Oh, like we El- have- Ed Helms trying to bring back back bluegrass. Yeah, get the fuck off it. Yeah, mm-hmm. if Steve Martin couldn't do it, Nobody's like you can't, bro. It. You put the banjo down <laughs> and do your laundry like the rest of us. I have one friend who plays banjo, and he's probably like a top five banjo player of all time. But unless you're like a top five banjo player of all time, you really better shut the fuck up. Like, there's no excuse. Your friend plays banjo? Yeah. Hey, if you're listening to this, you better start putting that shit over some trap beats. You know who they are, actually. I'll, uh, they were at my wedding. I'll, I'll drop hey, it off. Put that shit on some fucking 808s, man. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> probably, probably he could. He's really, really fucking talented. All right, James Dolan, burner count. Stepped aside. In other news, the next cop of the NBA, Adam Silver, announced this week that a G League team, the 29th G League team, will be making a home in Mexico City. I love it. I love it. I love Luca's introduction to it. I love to that game. I love the announcement of a G League team. I'm excited to get just a lot of nice uh, supportive fans from Mexico City. Hell yeah. I'm all about positivity right now. Basketball is tight, as you should be. That what what's what's not to love about it? Yeah, I'm excited for the future of uh, Mexican point guards. Uh, I'm I can't wait for Tijuana to have the 30th G League team. <laughs> <laughs> you're running down there every weekend, I think. Yeah, you're just, Tijuana gets you're just Mexican, scouting or a oh, ski league team. Oh my god, the Tijuana Tree Frogs, <laughs> <laughs> and they got the Go Go coming to town. <laughs> I feel like Puerto Rico could use a team. That would be tight. Yeah. It the boosts their economy. Like, the unfortunate thing for the NBA is if the more international you want to get, like, you got to play less games. Like, you want to put a team in another continent or you want to, like, like why don't, why don't they fucking, like, just pick up, like, eight games in the middle of the season and drop them in Europe? Because that sounds dumb as hell. Why not? Doesn't that sound tight? I don't know, who would they play? Just other know, NBA teams? Yeah. No, no. I just want them to step up the preseason stuff over there. That's step the- up the preseason stuff abroad? Yeah. yeah. Especially in Europe. But I don't know how it's the but people in the Barcelona. Season, no, 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 no. Exactly. They should yeah. – uh, I mean, it seems like they're clearly laying the groundwork at some point for a professional team to be in Mexico City. Because what happens when, like, the best teams in Turkey? What happens when Fenerbahce is the best team in Europe? And they got to play a, a fucking Boston for some sort of crazy, unnecessary game. And then we send these fools over there and then fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like, Steven Seagal isn't around. No, I want I want NBA on NBA action in Europe. The way, like, the NFL does the London games. Just send, like, four teams over there that are each going to play each other a couple times. And they can, like, mess the schedule around so it's like... They're there for eight days and whatever, and I'll then say, you get yeah, a couple days off. I'm down for that if they change the rules of basketball and they get to kick basketballs. Oh, I like sure. that. Th- That's fine. There's no, like, kickball rules. No kickball. Embiid is scoring uh, points with his feet. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, Luca without the ankle injury, that's that's right up his alley. See? Yeah. We're I innovating. Like it. All right. I'm excited for the Mexico-Barcelona rivalry that's about to pop up, which – uh, state, city, country can produce more uh, basketball magnates. Barcelona or Mexico City? Are there any Mexican-born NBA players? A couple centers. I know um, Dallas had a guy. I'm I'm blanking on names, but I feel like every Mexican player has been a center. Every Mexican, every uh, Hispanic players in the NBA all seem like they are Eduardo Nahara was the nah, only the second NBA player to be drafted hmm there's been like four yeah there's been more like Puerto Rican players like JJ yeah. Perea's Puerto Rican yeah. Carlos Arroyo he was good on those heat teams dog cause they get they get New York training we need mm-hmm. alright so we need like the Coco of uh, the NBA in like five years after this Mexican G League team. You know what I mean? We need like a phenom, some like young little kid, like a skull. 
like a no. Like a skeleton Skip, you ever seen Coco? Guitar? No. <laughs> I thought Coco was about a skeleton that played guitar. It is, but he's like a young, talented uh, Mexican boy. So I'm just saying, let's have a basketball talented Mexican boy get in, uh, be inspired by watching Luka Doncic drop like 40, 15, and ten, and uh, get your ass up here. And he does become a skeleton at some point if he wants to. Well, during Day of the Dead, yeah. Yeah, only during Day only of the Dead. Only during Day of the Dead. He dresses up in a uniform that's like all skeleton. You know how fucking amped up NBA players would be if they all got to wear like some kind of like skeleton-looking glow-in-the-dark tattoos for like a Dios de, lo, de la Muertes like game? Yeah, no, they should definitely let them wear face paint like it's dead presidents. That's fucking tight. <laughs> NBA, call us, man. We are fucking innovating for you guys. We have this whole shit figured out. If they didn't do the ninja headbands, they're not going to do this, I feel like. They're in the past. They're living in the past. A bunch of old guys in the in the <sighs> uh, decision-making mechanisms of the NBA. You're not wrong. Jamel, every week there's a team that you want to talk about that you feel like we haven't talked about enough. In a segment I'm liking to call, We Need to Talk About the Pacers. Based on the the 2011 Tilda Swinton John C. Riley movie, we need to talk about Kevin. So Jamel, like they're your troubled child, tell us why do we need to talk about the Pacers? Because they're 17 and nine, and they're doing it despite not having Victor Oladipo and not having Miles Turner for the first two months of the season. He just came back in the playoff hunt again despite everyone saying they would take a drop, including myself. God damn it. Malcolm Brogdon, guys. He's been hurt a little bit, but that team has been fucking solid as hell. We all thought they were going to drop off, and Sabonis is a fucking monster, man. Mm-hmm. He's like, I feel like he's 15 and 15 more than he's not. Yeah, they've got a really um, underrated, in my mind, front court, because Sabonis is crazy. Miles Turner, you already know what time it is. And this guy, Goga... Be dots, be be dots, eh? Goga? Goga, I just call him Goga. Yo, Goga's nice. Go go, yo, boba tea. <laughs> boba tea. Boba tea is nice. It's refreshing. Yeah, and I'm glad T.J. Warren has caught on. Yeah, with the squad, he's just a. That was a nice pickup for them. That was a yeah. sneaky pickup. I just want every basketball player to look like T.J. Warren. They're firmly in the Eastern playoff picture, and if Oladipo comes back at 80%, you have to at least kind of think about them making someone's life a little annoying. Yeah, and they're great defensively, I think, which is what Indiana teams are known for, and especially those Nate McMinniman team or McMin- McMillan, yeah. McMillan teams. Uh, are really known for being like defensive juggernauts. To me, like the move for them is to trade uh, Turner for Kevin Love because I feel like you have Sabonis and he's going to be your starting center from here on out, and he's so young. Just get rid of Turner, get Kevin Love, get some offense in there. It's not a bad move. I don't know what Indiana has and what Cleveland wants. I mean, I guess Cleveland's just trying to give, get rid of everybody. Well, yeah. see, you got to try to keep him just for this year. I mean, you're not wrong long term, but. I feel like getting a dude to come off the bench. Can you convince Miles Turner to just be a 20 minutes a night backup center? I don't think so. I think he's too young to be a 20 minutes a night backup center. And he's too good, especially after like the Team USA bout that he had where he was the starting center for that uh, group of guys. I feel like it's hard for somebody to take a step back when they've seen the top of the NBA. Uh, what they really need to do is get rid of T.J. Leaf's bum ass. <laughs> he cannot get on the floor for them. He's been with them for two years and has a mustache like uh, John Waters now. <laughs> when did he get the John Waters? Look at this. He looks like fucking Cervantes, dude. He looks like goddamn uh, D'Artagnan. Pink flamingo out here. Got the fucking D'Artagnan. It's a bad season for white power forwards. TJ Leaf is bad. Zach Collins is injured, but very, it's very close. Bad. It's, it's, I was about to say it's a good season for white power. Bad season for white power forwards. <laughs> yep, Airbuds has done it again. <laughs> At the forefront of race and basketball in the worst way possible. Yes, that's what we do, buddy. Happy basketball. I don't know if you said that. Oh man, no, no. That's a good. That's. I mean, I. I would uh, Kevin loves a lot of money to take on though. And I don't mm-hmm. know if Indiana is the team that would put that money up 
and uh, maybe they should though. Maybe this is their shot. I feel like the Bucks are so good though. Really, dip- and they don't have to rush Oladipo back now, which is nice. Like, oh, take your yeah. sweet ass time, bro. Not at all. And they have like a good scoring backcourt. I like TJ Warren. Malcolm Brogdon is sneakily putting up like twenty points per game. Good at basketball. I don't think anybody foresaw when he got traded. Rookie of the year, bro. Yeah, mm-hmm. much to Benner's dismay, the actual rookie of the year and playing like it. One of the stronger point guards in the league. He's just big as shit. Weight room guy. And they got my personal favorite white, <laughs> TJ McConnell. It's weird having two TJs around. It, it's Indiana's really they they gotta they gotta get some more people of color on that team. Yes. Any any color to be honest. They got smart guy rules. Yeah, one TJ, way more black people. Yeah, that's that's a lot. It's a lot even for Indiana. Yeah, they got a couple holidays there. You know, I'm sure Sabonis listens to like, you know, out of prison Gucci. So guys, the best team in the league right now is very clearly our home, Los Angeles Lakers. If you guys do not listen, you should check out the Big Dog Laker pod. Alex, uh, when did you guys start this? When did you, Last year you started the podcast? Last year we started the podcast. We saw LeBron signing the contract, and we said, this is our moment. This is time. This is his moment. This is our moment. we got to start a damn podcast. Were you full Cavs fan up until that point? Yeah, I'm more of a LeBron fan. I'm one of these people that Bill Simmons complains about, like, day-to-day. Good. Of like a, Lucky you. You're in a good category of normal, healthy people. Yeah. Why Why are people just hopping on players? It's like, because players make the team. I don't care about some some rich owner who, like, owns the team and is trying to sell that piece of land to a bunch of people to celebrate. I care about the guy who's actually dunking, and that's LeBron James. Uh, and he moved out here with me, so it's like we're kinship. We share a kinship with that, too. It is really a special thing being a Clevelander and deciding to move out to Los Angeles and then be validated by LeBron being like, yeah, you were right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that was a good decision. It's uh, as you should. Yeah, I've been plotting this for years like you. It was two years, and I was like, I got to get the hell out of Cleveland. It's too uh, rainy here. It's too cloudy. I have seasonal depression, and uh, I got to get myself to L.A. When did you uh, – so how old were you when LeBron was drafted? Twelve. It was like immediately – he was the king. I knew it was going to be like an all-time basketball great. I was watching like a few NBA games before that, but really that and like Dwayne Wade, uh, those like Shaq, Dwayne Wade years were the reason that I started watching basketball. Do you feel like it's easy to be a uh, a home like a a front running Lakers fan? Like, do you find pushback from other Lakers fans who are like, "You're not real, man"? Or no, because like, everybody that... everybody's a bandwagoner in L.A. Like, I guess that's true. Like, there are people who grew up here and have like been born in Echo Park. You, our friend Devin Costa, you know, he's like a, a stan for Kobe and will uh, berate people who are just bandwagon fans. But those are like. There's, like, very few of those in L.A. culture. Yeah, that's also, like, a choice. Yeah, oh, definitely it's a choice. I've seen him argue outside of comedy shows with people who didn't want to get into an argument about basketball because he thought he was right. And that's a choice that he makes day to day (laughs) to just berate people based on their stupid fandom. He wakes up and he's like, I'm going to make someone mad today. uh I'm going to make someone who enjoys Contavious Caldwell Pope upset. I appreciate that because so many people hide behind, like, a computer screen and will uh, make fun of people for being fans uh, of a sport. But Devin does a face-to-face, which I mean legitimately uh, makes me afraid and happy. <laughs> yeah. It is true bravery when you really get down to it. Listen, um, who needs Facebook when you've just got faces? I mean, look, we all, everybody, it's well-documented. The Laker fan is an interesting bunch you know, but let's let's be real about what it really is. Who are you really afraid of in the league? Like right now, you guys are head and shoulders better than the Clippers. Like ahead of the Clippers. Yeah, Love there them. are moments where I'm very afraid of the Clippers. Like when uh, Paul George and Kawhi put up that 90 piece together. Yeah, that was crazy. That was amazing. They both put up 45. And it was uh, it was such an easy forty five for both of them. 
Kawhi was just at the free throw line. He built a house over there on both sides of the court. And then Paul George was just like nailing threes. Just coming like up when, hard when, threes. When he comes off screens, sometimes you're just like, there's nothing you can do. I think this Clippers are actually the potential of what the Clippers can be if they're healthy is scarier than anything you're going to see from them in the season. Yeah, especially playoff Clippers. I think once they get their rotations to, like, just Lou Will and Harrell and then Paul George and Kawhi just, like, coming off screens, it's going to be, like, a sneaky hard team. Not really a sneaky hard team. Everybody knows that they're powerhouses, but just, like, a difficult team to stop moment to moment. Yeah, I think they're definitely your biggest competition. The West is pretty pretty wide open after that. I'm not really – I guess the Rockets – I mean, boom, right, okay. like half the Rockets and like uh, and like a healthy Luca. Are those the? I don't know if I trust a healthy Luca year two in the playoffs. There's so many games where he's just going to get murdered physically. Well, it's just like who's around him. You know what I mean? I guess that's true. Who's around him is the only thing separating them. Because you would say Lakers, Clippers, Rockets. Rockets. Nuggets. Yeah. Well, we're yeah, just but... talking West, but actually, I mean, the Bucks. All right, you get the Bucks in the finals. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. Bucks or Sixers, right? I don't know uh, if I trust rather, the Sixers. I'd we're bigger than the Sixers, Sixers for sure. This feels like the year we should have had last year, where Kawhi was just kind of like the stopgap for who's going to own the East now. Yeah, like it's so tilted now, and even though it's so like it's so much more like one-sided it's still like it has to be honest right like lebron owned the fucking east for a decade and a half Mm -hmm. like someone's got to take the fucking mantle here i don't know they've won 18 straight i feel like Giannis is just the most dominant player on the court day to day like there's no game where he gets less than 30 there's no game where he gets fewer than 12 rebounds he's just consistently kicking teams teeth in and he's doing what ben simmons refuses to do where Giannis is jacking up like five four five six threes a game he doesn't need to take them but like the only way out is through bro and he's doing that yeah he's like made you try to like guard him out there which makes it already impossible sometimes you have to be comfortable doing the things that are uncomfortable and i'm talking to you ben simmons i know you're a listener (laughs) of this podcast show up show up behind the three-point line yeah, show up to Glendale. Let's have a nice sit down. Let's talk about what a three pointer means to you mentally. Fuck, Alex, you're right, man. This year, this year, I'm ta- I'm I'm joining the police academy. <laughs> no, you're not. Oh, no. no, you make this promise every other podcast. Nah, he just said it. I'm afraid. I am afraid of the police. That means it's time for me to be one. I need to be the change I want to see. Alex, you're right. Wait, how, wait. In what way? Because you said you got to be the thing. You got to. You oh, you got to be – yeah, you got to embrace your fear. Yeah, like Batman and the Batman yeah, Begins. exactly. He but takes a if, dose of it. What if Batman was just a police a officer? A <laughs> <laughs> And that's going to be me. It's either that or improv, and I think being a cop – Dude, you are already – this table right now, this podcast is already the third best improv team in Los Angeles. All right? It's not – you're not wrong. You've reached the top of the mountain. <laughs> Who's the first two? Is it like Quebecy Drysdale? That's a deep cut for improv at UCB. But uh, top two is like us, Quebecy Drysdale, and then below us is the uh, UCB four, like Amy Poehler. Yeah, you're I think off. So. You're off. Listen, yeah. I, I tell Jamel wherever he is at any point, he's already on like the third best improv team in in the city. Just That's anywhere. True. Me, it's me. Anywhere. Uh, Ralph's picking up food. You know, uh, cash register, doing some some, some laundry, asking yeah. someone for change. Give me, give me, me, uh, you guys, uh, the express checkout lady <laughs> at uh, Vaughn's, the Hollywood uh-huh. Vaughn's. Give me us four, and um, yeah, probably Jr. Smith. Actually, yeah, let's bring Jr. back. I'd like to see that. I'd like to see that at UCB Franklin Friday Jesus. night. Would be clutch. Yo, I want to see Jr. Smith in an improv show. He's he's definitely he's, okay. Wait, hold on. Best improv team centered around J.R. Smith. Give it to me. Other NBA players, whoever. Just you. We're we're feeding J.R. We're looking for J.R. to really dunk some some lines home. All right. I say a few of them have to. I'd say at least 
at least two other of them have to be NBA players. Sure. I'm going to first include Blake for his experience. Uh-huh. And because I feel like he'll make JR comfortable and JR will feel comfortable making fun of Blake, which will make him comfortable. Yeah, that's good. That's pretty good. I like that. Great point. Um, who who you got for an NBA player? Uh, did you see that Dave Chappelle was at a Lakers a practice facility just giving like one of these genius talks, and he got um, a jersey that says Chappelle on the back? To me, that's an NBA player. He's in the practice facility. He has a jersey on. He's putting up shots. Put Chappelle in there. Okay. If you have an official jersey from the team, you mm-hmm. are. If you are given a jersey by the team, you're an NBA player in my mind. Okay. okay. So Blake Griffin, yeah. Chappelle, JR. Uh, Bobby Sura. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's the shit I'm talking about. I want a wild card. I want a change of pace. I want different accents we can use. You know? They could do like wild and crazy guys type stuff. I'm actually going to drop – let's drop Luka Doncic in there too because – Doncic mm-hmm. in there too because speaks four languages, mm-hmm. very light on his feet, yeah. can very much you know, go with the flow. Yeah, it's an easy bit. We'll have him come out, speak Spanish real fast, mm-hmm. and then JR just goes, huh? That's it. That's it. You just have – JR just has to uh-huh. like give you like the weird tagline. Be like, nah. That's it. He brings the house down. Pardon moi. Last one, I'd say I feel like we'll round out this improv team. Like Stephen Adams would be good. Yeah, I feel like Stephen Adams would be. He plays the straight man a little bit. Uh-huh. You're kind of using him in like the opposite way. Like he plays a bunch of people named Tiny. Okay, you know, <laughs> listen to this improv. Little John for the Robin Hoods. I had to put the cowboy hat on. I'm getting crazy glare. Listen, man, it happens. Continue. It happens. It happens. All right, that's our improv team. Uh, Jamel, you're their coach. Yeah, sign them up. And uh, yeah. They'll be at the Pack Theater uh, later this uh, this this week, probably during All Star Weekend. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to hit on, guys? Basketball's good. We got Christmas games coming up, but a couple days away. I feel like the season's actually about to begin. Anything in your basketball world, Alex, worth mentioning? While, uh, while your, we got you here, what's your Christmas gift to yourself? Your basketball Christmas gift to yourself. That's a really great question. Well, not having to watch the Wizards. That's not true, Jamel. You're going to watch the Wizards. They're not going to be on on Christmas Day. Yeah, all right. my present. I get inner peace. Oh, that's nice. Inner peace is actually a clutch gift to yourself. Whenever the Wizards aren't on, I feel so stable mentally. I'm actually going to go in a similar vein. I'm going to go with the Cavs making a trade in December. They, that, that, just a trade. Let's mix it up a little bit. We, you haven't, know? we haven't talked about the Cavs at all. How do you feel about Darius Garland? Because he, he's part of the Christmas tradition. He's the garland that, uh, you know, in, envelops a tree. But is he enveloping your Christmas tree? He's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a teenager. I don't know yet. You know what okay. I mean? I feel like it's... Yeah, but John Morant's a teenager. Yeah, but he's but a really good teenager. He's a really good teenager. He's a... He's a he's, yeah, he's from the other side of the tracks. Yeah. Cool. That, he's crazy. He's really... Memphis is actually now, with him and Brandon Clark playing... I mean, holy shit, they're fun to watch. He, the dunk, and like a sneaky like three out of four run or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know how do you, I feel like they don't know. I don't feel like Sexton, Porter, or Garland know that it's legal to pass in the NBA, <laughs> so it makes the team building a little bit tough. But like trade Tristan, trade Kevin. Like let's see them play more. Like sometimes they'll be feisty, and they're definitely more fun to watch than they were last year. Last yeah. year was just sad. Colin Sexton, uh, I couldn't watch a single game that he played because he would just miss layups. He would miss like, like four layups a game, and I just got upset that he was an actual NBA player. Ha- having him l- look up to Jordan Clarkson to learn how to pass is troubling to me. <laughs> That's like just doesn't seem like good institutional control. Is that your Christmas gift to yourself? As you send Jordan Clarkson on a plane, like to Minnesota, Minnesota, someplace? if they're buying, I mean. We have pieces. You don't need to get a lot back, but I think it's more about developing than it is about, like, getting assets back. Yeah. That's um, like, it was important for you guys to get off J.R. Smith yeah. last year. And if you love, you know, if you uh, love Kevin Love, then Jesus let them, like, uh, let him be free, I guess. I don't even know Portland wants him. I like Indiana for a home. I don't think they have the – I wonder if they have the contracts. I guess you could do the miles. You just do, like – 
based around Indiana giving you Miles Turner? Yeah, I think they like Turner's rim protection, but if I was them and I was like, I'm full in on Sabonis and he's my guy, I would try to get Kevin Love just because he's such a good scorer. He'll just space the floor a little bit better, I guess. And, yeah. Also, he'll, like, do great things for the Banana Republics in uh, Indiana games. <laughs> yeah, he was looking for a way out. He played a – he beat um, somebody by himself the other night. What game was that? Uh, he played well against the Spurs. They beat the Spurs in overtime on a back-to-back. Yeah, yeah. yeah and he had, like, 30 and a game Yeah, a game. Shot. Yeah, he sent it into overtime. That was that was a that was a classic DeMar DeRozan missing two free throws. Uh, with like eighteen seconds left, oh, yeah, still he hearing had, the ghost of LeBron James like he had in his the ear. Steal, he had to steal to end the game, and then couldn't, you know, couldn't grab it. Yeah, that's and Kevin Love scores nine straight. I'm stuffing. I'm stuffing some stockings with like some Love McDoll for Demar Derozan. I just want his mental health to be good. I want him to feel bright and selfless in the new year. What do you want for yourself with the Lakers, though? Do I want what, for myself with the Lakers? Yeah, with you for 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 Christmas. I would like uh, us. If I was being real and I wanted to trade anybody on the team, I would trade KCP and another contract. Let's say a Troy Daniels for and maybe like a first round pick because we still have some of those in the vault for Robert Covington. The Disney I feel like that – I don't know if that's enough to get it done because I, I think Robert Covington is a great asset in the NBA just because he has a great contract and he's such a good three-point shooter. But, you know, if I could get my Christmas, Christmas wish, it would be Rocco. I, at some point it's going to come home to roost that Palinka gave up everything for this moment in time now. Yeah. And it's really – it's it's tough. It's going to happen. I mean, you're just – and especially with, like, there's no flexibility, and it's all working out now, it's fine. But being able to add Covington a little bit easier would be sure helpful. Yeah, definitely. And there's no – the way the contracts are spaced out right now, uh, there's just no trading Danny Green or Avery Bradley. No, you can't. It's, it would just topple our team too yeah. much, and we would be too top-heavy. And Dan, even, Danny Green playing next to LeBron is even better than Danny Green playing uh, – NAD playing next to Kawhi. He's, oh, yeah. It's, it's perfect Danny Green. Yeah, he's getting so many easy looks. Like, out in transition, he's bombing threes, like, off the break, which is, like, peak Danny Green heat check moment, is if he's bombing threes down the break, it's, like, an easy win. Yeah. Um, If I I don't want to see Kuz gone, you know, I love the last baby Laker, but uh, if he needs to go, if we have to make, like, a real decision to be a championship team, yeah. He could he could take his he could take him and his barber can probably step on that plane. Get the fuck out of town, Kuzma! <laughs> fuck you! Ha! Yeah, right. Everybody in LA was up his ass. Now look, I don't even need that fool. Oh man, no, LeBron. This is a. I mean, the thing is too. I I guess he can get hurt. Knock on wood. But like, what? Can't. Like. I, I guess if he's not eighty percent of what he is this year, or next year, like they're going to be good again next year. Like, yeah, shit, man, Lakers, fucking, they're tight. They're fucking tight. What they're is f- not tight? Uh, randomly, while you guys were talking about Robert Covington, um, Minnesota City jerseys, terrible. Oh, the those, bright green, the the no, like no the, the light blue, like the oh. old school Minneapolis Laker jerseys. They look like yeah. a fucking investment firm. They look like they do fucking <laughs> healthcare. <laughs> It looks like they deny your health care. Dude, they look like they look like a fucking technical they look like they play basketball at a trade school, man. They look like ITT technical. It's because they used to be trade schools, man, and it's like from the forties. It's fucking Strayer University intramural hoops jerseys. Uh-huh. I'm very anti. That's they all. hang up a peach basket instead <laughs> of the regular rims to yeah. like commemorate that they're in the nineteen forties. That would actually be fun. I like that. I'd like a throwback, but if you're going to throw it back, you really have to go back. You have to go back to, like, the shorts don't are kind of wonky and don't really fit right, yeah. and none of the jerseys really fit right. 
uh, and there's like uh, you owe like a bank a lot of money because the bank <laughs> is putting their mo- their uh, logo on the on the jerseys. Yeah, your your fifteenth man has scabies. <laughs> <laughs> the dude at the end of your bench. Yeah, everybody's smoking cigarettes. Really die. I, I can like see that. that. And then JD in the straight shot at halftime. <laughs> Boom! Come on! There we oh, go. It work. That's it. Only. I bet you could get. James Dolan to let you play a game, an NBA game at the forum again, if you promise him that his band gets to perform at halftime. That seems like a pretty fucking fair trade off. You gotta get this band to go platinum. <laughs> Some fucking agent at CAA or WME, like or like UTA Music, like you love the Knicks and you have the power. You are like the Michael Bloomberg of this situation. You can put the fate in the wor- of the world in your hands. Who's J- Who's their A and R? Look. This is what they need, man. They need some good features. Fabulous. Uh huh. He's uh, available. Yeah, he's available. He'll do a feature for the next. Cameron. Uh, Doja Cat. Okay. I'm. You know, we, they need to step into the now. Combine your. I like this water jug music uh-huh. with <laughs> the future, James Dolan. Yeah, get on the cave with Kenny Beats, James Dolan. <laughs> do a freestyle for us. Yeah. All right, guys. I think that's a good place to leave it. Um, Alex, people can find you at the Big Dog Laker Pod. Where else can they check you out? Uh, on Twitter and Instagram at AlexHanna underscore good. I'm also around town. If you see me, just say what's up. I'll say what's up. Super friendly. Yeah. Make eye contact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's not afraid of eye contact. Jamel, the people, can the people seeing you in D.C. coming up? Yeah, uh, the 20th. Uh I'm doing like three shows the twentieth. Easy buckets at St. X with my guy Talib Bab and uh two shows underground comedy. Um I think Casey Salengo is on those. And um maybe like David Twighty, a couple of the homies. It'll it'll be a holiday affair. Big hunt for the holidays is always fun. You'll get to see what uh two thousand thirteen looked like. <laughs> yeah, I mean we'll all be back. I am uh Going to be at the Airbuds Holiday Party uh, this coming Wednesday. Alex, you are cordially invited with everyone else from the Big Dog Laker Pod. It's going to be in Atwater Village, Club okay. TG. I love it. 6 to 9 p.m. Jamel's alternative ego. Alternative ego? Yeah, yeah, my alternative ego. His alternative ego, Slim Yancey, is going to be on the ones and twos. What the hell? Mike's going to be projecting some weird-ass shit. We're going to give away some stuff. $5 drinks all night long between 6 and 9. Yeah, between all of three. All night long between 6 and 9. <laughs> um, yeah, check us out at Airbuds Pot on everything. We love you. Merry Christmas. Happy basketball. Alex, thanks for joining us, bro. Hey, Peter. It was great. I love the podcast. I love what you do. I love the shirt that you're wearing. Oh, thanks. I am rocking our basketball freak shirt, which is available at Tee Public. Goodbye. Goodbye.